You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. To chat to us about Paddington Life is uh, local resident Donna Dyson. Now, Donna is an award-winning composer, singer, songwriter and arranger. Um, she is an academic who specialises in early childhood education, so she utilises that in her music. But she's been a long-time resident of Paddington and has seen the suburb change. Now, Donna, you're a Paddo resident. Yes, I'm a Paddo chick. We've talked to Nick Earls about what it was like to you know, live in Red Hill in the timber and tin type Queenslander. Can you describe the house that you live in? Well, I think that... It's a privilege to live there because we consider ourselves as custodians of our home. It's not necessarily, um, you know, that you just buy in Paddington. It's such a historical part of Brisbane. And so if you are someone who um, has a, you know, older home, ours is 1884, we really consider ourselves as custodians and therefore it's the upkeep of our just not just our home, our little street precinct and just trying to keep everything in authentic colours and keeping all of the replicas of, of the olden day, um, you know, at the forefront of our cottages and our homes, Queenslanders, uh, so that the city can enjoy the suburb for what it is, for the historic value of it. The Queenslander and especially that sort of that Paddington and Red Hill kind of vista with the steep hills and the, you know, the Queenslander workers cottage, that's something that's going out to the world now. And, and we're hearing that, you know, Americans are saying, what's this house that Bluey lives in? We're seeing these houses that, um, that Bluey lives in, the healers live in. Yes. What, what's living in, you know, a 130-odd-year-old house, 140-year-old house, um, a traditional Queenslander like on a day-to-day basis? Upkeep. Justin, a lot of upkeep. <laughs> um, look, older houses need a lot of TLC and so one must be always mindful when things start to show that they need a bit of love, that you actually give them a bit of love rather than them falling to disrepair. Um, so that's that cu- custodianship that I was referring to. However, there's something really beautiful about imagining the footprints that went before you in some of these houses and um, yeah, look, I've always secretly wanted to live in a Queensland uh, and so I lived. I grew up by the by the bay in uh, Margate, and um, so I was always quite attracted to these older houses. And um, I sort of fancied my my younger years. I was quite a romantic, and and I loved the yesteryear and the poetry and the arts. And you know, I saw these kind of homes that that certainly had this kind of uh, yeah, I suppose feeling amongst it. And, and it's certainly. Um, so many of them in Paddington, there's some in Wollongabba, there's um, you know, some Queenslanders going right out to Wilston kind of area in different kind of eras um, in decades. Uh, the Paddington ones are really quite interesting because they are the workers' cottages. Um, for example, some of the houses will run 10 in a row and they're as higgledy-piggledy as you could imagine. The amount of people that have told me that my piano is not straight against the wall, it's like, no, no, the wall's not straight. So nothing is a right angle in the in the Queenslander homes. Um, and, you know, we have original uh, French doors. We have the original shutting uh, shutter windows. And um, then we just try really hard to keep all the fittings and everything authentic to that era. But it's hard work. <laughs> it, it's not an easy... They're not easy homes um, 
to live in because, you know, they were built for an, a different time and they were built for the workers and now professionals live in those homes and have much higher expectations of what that home needs to give them. So we're seeing a fair bit of modification where people are building into their backyards. But we are on a street front that cannot be changed um, and I'm really excited that that's the case because I want to keep up that history. So Paddington is really a great example of how Brisbane's changed over the last two or three decades. Because when I was in university, Paddington was all student accommodation and mm. you, you, no one in their right mind wanted to live in Paddington or mm. really any of those inner city suburbs. Mm. But over the last two decades, we've seen that shift into the city of professionals and you know doctors, lawyers, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, how have you seen the community change over the time that you've lived in Paddington? We've been there 21 years and my husband, um, 23 years, but he grew up in Barden, so he's seen the most change. Paddington had its era of being a bit kind of rough and hard in sort of the 60s, 70s, and um, and like right back in the 1800s, it was the workers' cottages. It was, you know, it wasn't exactly the elite suburb that it is now. And yes, we live in a street full of um, lawyers and, and um, medical professionals. Um, I think that people come into the city it is it is literally one suburb from the city um it's very quick it's very good for Suncorp uh, for all the sporting events um people like to be perhaps a little more in a city these days because it's it's easier to get around because we're becoming a bigger city and so it's closer to their work it's closer to schools that they desire for their kids so it really has changed significantly the one thing that I think that has happened in society though Justin is that our fences are higher and we're not as community-minded as I'm sure the Paddington of yesteryear was. And that makes me quite sad. And I think that we've lost the, the, the years of kids playing in the street. We've lost that community. So it's really important to kind of bring a bit of that back into the world. Now, Donna, as an academic and with your specialty being early childhood education, what are your impressions and thoughts about Bluey for young kids? I love Bluey because uh, adults find the humour and find the reality in those really tender moments of family life and can identify to that. I love Bluey because it is a role model of family and togetherness and communication and forgiveness and learning together and growing together. I think it's a fantastic role model for society, for society, which is very sad when we need a cartoon to teach us how to be in a family these days. So many families don't have that um, great gift of the extended family and also just the incredibly <laughs> devoted parents um, that the healers are to... Uh, to Bluey and Bingo. I think that it's wonderful, A, that it's coming from Brisbane. I think that it's wonderful that it's been picked up worldwide. But at the very heart of Bluey, the thing that I think excels in Bluey is the heart. We fall in love with the characters because we identify people that we know or love within those little, those little cheeky dogs. And um, we remember, you know, being that kind of age or being around people that age, um, that they are just, you know, there are storylines from experience that, that are going into those shows. You can see that there's a lot of heart and life being spoken through them. I think it's an encouragement for society to watch it, to remind us um, what 
really old-fashioned good values of family life can be like. And I think that Bluey encapsulates that really just beautifully. Well, Donna, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having a chat today. That's my pleasure and joy. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane. I slipped on my bee.